1: We never even run a store before, so all hell broke loose. You know, we break machines, like fruit
0: flying in the air. <laughs> well,
1: you still know, not far off. Holistic Voice presents the Food Heals podcast with your hosts Alison Melody and Susie Hardy. Join the Food Heals Nation and learn the secrets to go from feeling unwell to healing yourself. Warning Side effects of this podcast may include increased health and vitality, thoughts of living longer, an increase in sexual activity, feelings of joy, cravings for kale and quinoa, and a spike in Tinder matches. In real cases, women have experienced a strong desire to stop asking their boyfriends if they look fat and stress. If you experience any of these symptoms, post a selfie to Instagram immediately.
0: Welcome, Food Heals Nation. Thanks for joining us. I'm Allison Melody. And I'm her co host, Susie Hardy. If you've ever dreamed of quitting your job and following your passion, you're gonna love today's guest, Michael Filippo. He is the owner of Frozen Fruit Co. in lovely, beautiful, sunny Santa Monica with his wife, Victoria. They trekked all the way from London to bring their dreams of making vegan, fruity, not quite ice cream, not quite soft serve to the states but I can tell you Susie can tell you it's delicious
2: it's delicious and you know what I realized that I think I ate pretty much three servings of it in front of Facebook live yeah you did so thanks Ali you're welcome Um, (laughs) but it was really really good
0: It it was really
2: really good and you guys know how I feel about fruit I mean, yeah. they had one coconut chocolate version, mm. which you dug into.
0: I was obsessed with
2: the one. I'm more obsessed with the fruity. I had a pineapple passion fruit. Mm. I had a stra- straight up strawberry, which is delicious. And I had a raspberry orange. I polished them off. And I'm really sorry, Roxy. I didn't leave you any samples of those. <laughs> they were that. I will buy you some, I will drive you to Santa Monica and I'll buy you some. They were that good. They were that good. Oh, we have some special announcements. <laughs> <laughs> we do. I'm still remembering earlier afternoon of delicious. Delicious prettiness. ice cream. It was I know. So
0: good. It was so Podcast good. Podcast
2: movement is coming to sunny Anaheim, California on August 23rd to August 25th.
0: Yes, I'll be there. And right now you can save $50. $50. That's right, folks. Just kidding. By using our coupon. How much? $50. $50. I just think it's a lot I'm really impressed with that number that they gave us that Um, use our coupon code FOODHEALS at podcastmovement.com
2: there is nothing like it to learn everything you need to know about podcasting trust us we had to figure it out for ourselves you'll have the opportunity (laughs)
0: you'll
2: have the (laughs) opportunity to, to participate in your choice of over 80 breakout sessions I just said 80 80 breakout sessions and panels including sessions on the technical track the creator's track The business track, the industry track, and
0: more. And more. Just kidding. Plus, they have a really fabulous lineup of speakers, including some of my favorite uh, podcasters like Smart Passive Incomes, Pat Flynn, Facebook queen and online marketing made easy podcast host, Amy Porterfield. They've got Dan Carlin from Hardcore History. So many podcasters, online marketing experts, just the people that you need to learn from.
2: And some of our favorite former podcast guests, like John Lee Dumas, Kate Erickson, and Chris Guillebeau, will also be there. It's an amazing lineup, and you don't want to miss it. You don't want to miss it. She's um. singing,
0: folks. <laughs> you know what that means. It's good. It's hard for me to convey my excitement sometimes, because we write out what we're going to say, and then it sounds like we are doing these infomercials. You the always th- worry about that. I would Stop it. But the truth is that attending Podcast Movement was so phenomenal for me. And so I want to extend the opportunity to any Food Heals Nation listeners who also might be thinking about starting a podcast or have a podcast and want to learn from the best of the best. Podcast Movement has helped me implement some crazy cool podcast ideas I would never have thought of. Well, you know what? You can do
2: experimentation and you can try things on your own or you can go and listen to people who have tried it and figured it out and learn from them.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And the networking is so great. Like I've met people there that we've been able to interview. I've met people there that have really helped me or I've been able to help them. And so it's super rewarding. And this year I'm actually not only attending, but I'm speaking. And so I'm super honored to be there giving two talks. I'm gonna be on a panel discussing how to go beyond the ears and downloads, getting to know your podcast audience. So we're gonna talk about tips on how to stay focused on pleasing your audience, not just the industry stats. And then I'm gonna be doing a virtual course. So when you sign up for Podcast Movement, you're gonna get access to all these digital courses as well as part of your ticket. And that's unique strategies to market and monetize your podcast. And if you sign up for Podcast Movement, movement using the coupon code food i will personally send you the virtual talk august 1st that is three weeks before the public gets to see it so i'd love to have you there i hope you'll join me use the coupon code food to get fifty dollars off your ticket and I just want to add that Susie and I are not affiliates of Podcast Movement. They did not sponsor this episode. I reached out to the organizers and I said, can I have a discount code for Food Heels Nation? Because that's how much I believe in it. And I wanted to offer a discount to all you budding podcasters out there or to those of you who may have a podcast, you're thinking about going and you haven't decided yet, you can get $50 off using our code Food Heels at podcastmovement.com. And what's our second announcement, Allie? Our second announcement is, if you want to make money doing what you love, we have a course for you. Over two weeks of Whitney Lauritsen, the Eco Vegan Gal's Creative Wealth course, you'll receive the skills, the tools, the tips to help you break through financial blocks, Get clear on your goals, grow your audience, and find the revenue generation strategies that work best for you. And when you sign up, you won't just get the
2: Creative Wealth Course, you'll also get two fabulous bonuses. They are fabulous. You'll get three months' access, I said three, to the Food Heals VIP Club.
0: (laughs) I like your enthusiasm. I'm
2: excited. (laughs) We've never had our own VIP club. It's exciting. We've it got people exciting. asking us about
0: it. I know. With
2: never before heard podcast episodes like The Power of Podcasting with Kate Erickson, How to Banish Negative Thoughts and Create a Life of Abundance with Alita McDaniel. Love her. Also, How to Make Your Passion Your Paycheck with Alita McDaniel. Love her again. How to create engaged and profitable Facebook groups with Jill Stanton and so much more. And
0: so much more. And you'll also get three manifestation meditations guided by Susie herself. That's me. That's you. You're going to learn how to release anxiety and finally find peace. You're going to learn how to attract abundance into all areas of your life and remove creative blocks And find divine inspiration. All of which will help you to dive into your mission-driven business. Go to
2: foodhealsnation.com slash Whitney to enroll, and we will send you all of the bonuses in
1: August.
0: Next up, our interview with Michael.
1: The Food Heals Podcast starts now.
0: Today, we're here with a very cool guest, Michael from Frozen Fruit Co., He's super cool. He brought us frozen treats. And the frozen treats were super cool as well. They were delicious. (laughs) Michael quit the rat race to follow his dream of setting up Frozen Fruit Co., a Santa Monica-based company, selling delicious, healthy fruit swirls with his wife, Victoria. Michael and Victoria used to be London-based lawyers. They left the grind of
2: the 9 to 5 and founded Frozen Fruit Co. They both have a massive sweet tooth, but oh, at the me sa- too. <laughs> So do I. But at the same time, are conscious about what they eat, two things that don't always go together.
0: So they created their dairy-free, gluten-free, paleo Vegan fruit swirls, which contain no high fructose corn syrup, no artificial flavors, colors, or preservatives. That's my kind of ice cream. <laughs> it was delicious.
2: Yeah. It wasn't long before they were awarded a BBC Good Food Award. I feel like I need to say this in a British accent. Please still. It wasn't long before they were awarded a BBC Good Food Award. That's my BBC voice. I by like the way, it's really a very good. specific British tone. And were able to quit their lawyer jobs and move to LA to follow their dreams. I love it. Welcome, Michael.
1: Hi. Thanks for having me.
2: Thanks for being here. Thanks for quitting your lawyering
0: and moving to LA. Yes. Definitely a good choice. Yeah.
1: The better choice.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So we know you brought us some goodies to taste, but let's just start from the beginning. Can you tell our listeners a little bit about who you are and what you do?
1: So my name is Michael and with my wife, Victoria, we uh, opened Frozen Fruit Co. in Santa Monica last June. Uh, the second thank you very much last June we actually had our first birthday this Sunday nice. so Congrats. We, yeah we've done like a free dessert day which was complete chaos
2: wait but your wife also just gave you just gave birth you had a birthday and another birthday <laughs> yeah. so let's just tell our audience congratulations you're a new papa
1: yeah thank you very much baby Esmeralda two weeks old um Aww. which is uh, it's been fantastic but a real whirlwind trying to you know run the store and everything else but it's perfect um, so, yeah, we launched it last year and uh, we are originally from both from London, if you can't tell from the accent. And um, we both I thought was- you were from Ohio. <laughs> oh,
2: <yeah>. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's how they speak properly in Ohio. <laughs> they do. They totally do. And um, so, yeah, we um, originally we started off our lives both as lawyers. We were both working in the same law firm. And really we kind of that's Wait, p-
2: aren't you called barristers over there?
1: No, well you are, but um we were solicitors, which gets really complicated when okay. you come to the States because okay. when you say you're a solicitor, people just give It you sounds a- like sales. Yeah, people give you a very odd look, which I know. Well I think of something quickly. else
2: though. Like what when they say soliciting. Soliciting is like soliciting prostitutes. Oh yeah, it is <laughs>
1: Yeah, it's, in either way, it doesn't work. Either no, here. either way, it does
0: not work. Uh, yeah. So you
1: lawyers. <laughs> yeah. Got it. So yeah, so we met um, at a law firm. Our firm paid us to do us an MBA because it was kind of the financial crisis and they needed a year out to kind of reconfigure themselves. So they paid for us all to do an MBA. And that's where we met. And we went to um, Southampton and they put us on this naval base where basically they set us on this ship sinking simulator for the Navy. What? And yeah, it was... Literally drowning you, but then kind of reviving you type experience. For
2: your MBA?
1: Yeah, this was kind of like team building, but team building by kind of promoting death. <laughs> what
2: the hell's going on over
1: there in England? <laughs> yeah, yeah, and, and the, No wonder
0: you came over here. Well. This is why you're in sunny Santa Monica. <laughs> yeah.
1: the, the funny bit was, we, we went, you went in in two teams, and uh, we hadn't seen each other by that point. I, I went on second, and she went on first. And the funny bit, these the ships are worth billions of dollars. And is that
2: what your hat is?
1: No, no, yeah, this is, this else. yeah, this is something else. And um, the way they fix them is they just get a giant cork stop. Like, imagine, like, a, for a bottle of wine, they get one of those, and if someone shoots a hole in your boat, you stick one of those in, and, yeah. and you hammer it in. And that's... Uh,
0: that sounds scary. Yeah,
1: but while that's happening, basically, water's coming at you at, you know, thousands of pressure and pulling you over the pace, and you're basically drowning. It was...
2: How was this training for the law?
1: Yeah, this is what <laughs> it was not
2: I just understand, I totally understand why I went to uh, Fruit... Desserts. Yes. I get it. Okay. It was
1: it was traumatic. <laughs>
0: <laughs> 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 Say it at least.
1: Yeah. Hence what I'm talking about. But um and then so we, we actually met that evening and we just really bonded and you know, kind of we were inseparable from the MBA and we spent our whole year together and you know, and then we worked in the same law firm and we always kind of the NBA kind of planted a seed for us with wanting to start business and lawyers weren't really for us, you know. I it just wasn't my cup of tea or hers and we were both kind of health conscious and one of the hardest things about being a lawyer at that time was you kind of just sat at a desk and you're working long hours and you just grab whatever's closest to you you don't have time to kind of grab lunch or anything healthy and i found over those two years when i was there like i ballooned to like 15 odd stone you know and um it was like probably the most unhealthy i've ever been Mm -hmm. and we were kind of like well we want to do something with business but we just couldn't come up with the idea and so One day we were kind of, and we loved frozen treats, like loved them, like loved ice cream at the time and loved all that stuff. And that's one of the reasons why I was packing on the pounds. Mm -hmm. And and then one day I came home, kind of super fed up from my job, just like, I just can't stand this anymore. And Victoria was like, go to the freezer. What's in the freezer? And opened the freezer and she made this strawberry and mango kind of mix, which was our first ever recipe. And um, I, I tried it and I was like, wow, this is amazing. And we used like Alfonso mangoes for it and strawberries. And it was kind of like, that was our light bulb moment. Why can't you make kind of a frozen treat, which is a simple ingredient list, but big on flavor and still has that taste and texture. And we started looking into it more and more. And really what we found was that we got put off from the idea because we were like someone would have done this by now. Mm -hmm. And it's not sorbet because we don't add water or anything like that because a lot of people think it's sorbet. And but we just kept on coming back to the idea and coming back to it. And. It kind of grew from there. We so was into- it
2: just pureed fruit? Because they have those machines now, you can put frozen fruit in and make like a treat like you're describing. Yeah. Is it similar?
1: The closest comparison is like a frozen smoothie. Mm-hmm. Or the differences between sorbet and what we do is, so sorbet you use a sugar syrup base, mm-hmm. and you add water, and you mm-hmm. add sugar, more sugar, more sugar, more sugar. And then you flavor it with your fruit. And the good sorbets will use, you know, pure fruit purees and like the really good fruit. Cheaper ones will use artificial flavors. And, you know, but you're always left with that cawing taste and it's the fruit is kind of like an, an afterthought to the sugar syrup solution. Well, and what we do is we don't use kind of any individual base because the whole point of that is use the water and sugar to make it cheap and yeah. you can bulk it out. Right. So we use the whole fruit and it means that um, every flavor we make is different because there's no common base. So what happens is the texture slightly different, the flavor slightly different, and you get such an intense natural flavor from the fruits because we let them do all their individual work. Um, it makes it a lot more expensive, but the quality and the taste is so much better, and you don't have any other downside because it's all natural fruit sugars, and we only sweeten it with fruit sugars. So. And, the, and
2: you're probably satiated by it; you don't need as much because you have that intense flavor. And yeah, I would imagine.
1: And you can eat a lot. I'm like, gonna
2: find out soon. <laughs> yeah, when we
1: we went to an ice cream course and just to learn how you make make it like complete novice. And when we told them about it, they were like, no, you can't do this. you has got to, you've got to just make it, it like a silver. Yeah, like it's really, the industry is kind of a bit old school in that sense. It's got to be your dairy base or you've got to have some common base. The base is the king um and for like ice creams and things like that but we didn't want to do that we wanted to do something different and show kind of really what you can do and you can eat a lot of what we eat we when we went on that course we ate a lot of ice cream and i've never felt worse in my life i thought i was gonna like (laughs) murder someone at the end i was so high on sugar (laughs) but i've eaten bucket loads of our stuff and i've never gone got sugar high or crazy because it's all low gi it's natural release it releases much more slowly into your bloodstream so it's kind of a good kind of sugar to
2: have i'm getting that happy feeling i love fruit if you've ever heard of our there's some episodes where Mm -hmm. i really just profess my love of fruit and i hate it when i hear oh fruit sugar is just as bad as cane no it's not not. no it's not yeah i love it when i have people on that support that no (laughs) i love that
1: and you're one of the first people i've heard who actually admit about fruit sugars as well being not as bad as other fruit sugars there's this real bad press at the moment about fruit sugars are worse and it's like no it's not you can eat it no one got fat or exactly anything from eating or got diabetes or from exactly. eating so much fruit it's no. just it's not it's it's how your body processes it
2: and cookies and cakes it's not from freaking pineapple and even the high high sugar ones pineapple mango no
0: no one got diseases from eating those well there's just such a misconception in the media a lot of the times that all fats are the same that all calories are the same that all sugars are the same and that's simply not true calories in calories out model is not the right model that's what our parents were taught that's what we were taught when we were younger but that is not scientific and it makes no sense but it's simple so our brains go oh that makes sense but in reality
2: i'm sure that was promulgated by one of the sugar conglomerates out there that want to be like oh no no fruit is just as bad it's just as bad or, i'm sure someone's bullshit. behind
0: it but it's i don't bullshit. know who
1: <laughs> but your, your point about the calories in calories out is such an old school way of thinking right we see it so much so many people and the first thing they want to what's the calories in this? What's the calories in that? And I think carbs are kind of going through that now as well. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and now it's now it's people focusing more on sugars. Um, but it's about what the type of sugars you're getting and what's the type of carbs you're getting. And, you know, it's about a balanced diet and getting the right ones, not, you know, your refined sugars or your refined carbs that just go straight through you like that. Right. Um. And we, in terms of sweetening them, we have to, you have to sweet them for two reasons. One, it would just be too tart and you've got to get it to like that dessert level. Um, and secondly it helps with the freezing process so it's all the chemistry behind it is all kind of like you just have to get it frozen as quickly as possible and actually natural fruit sugars help get in the way of water so you get a smoother texture when it freezes so we mm. use um, dates or we use apple parent peach which is just kind of like a macerated version of those free fruits just to naturally sweeten it and bring it up to the right level so people aren't like, going and sucking the, <laughs> suck their faces when they have it.
0: All right, is it tasting time, guys? I think it's tasting time. Okay, what do you bring us?
1: So um, we do four flavours. They rotate kind of ever so often, but the main staple is we do a chocolate one, which is coconut milk, cacao, and dates. So that's, that's the most popular. Ugh. Very rich, very chocolatey. Then we do a strawberry, uh, which is just strawberries. Um, again, that's kind of not too sour, not too sweet. And strawberries are in season at the moment, so you get a really great taste from that one. And then we have a pineapple and passion fruit. Again, mm. it's like a tropical, slightly tart. And then the raspberry and orange, which is the super sour, super tart one, but very refreshing. And so I recommend you go down in that order. So go yeah. down in the line. Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
0: Okay. That way. Okay. I'll start. I'm so
2: excited. I'll yeah. start. Ready? <laughs>
1: <laughs> so that one's very rich, very chocolatey. The coconut mm. kind of very coconutty taste, and we use very um, coconutty. Yeah, we use raw cacao in that one, so you get a very, very rich dark chocolate taste.
0: Thank you. Will you pass me a spoon? I will. Thank you. That is delicious. And where is your store in Santa Monica located?
1: So we are located at 729 uh, Montana Avenue, Suite 2, um, between Lincoln and Mm. 7th.
0: Okay, I'm going to tell you what this tastes like to me. So before I got healthy, before I went plant-based, I used to be obsessed with the Wendy's Frosties this it does is better than a wendy's frosty oh my god and it's good for me
1: and a lot of people say fudgesicles mm-hmm, mm-hmm, i've mm-hmm. never had one but a lot of people say it tastes a bit like a fudgesicle as well
0: it's so creamy yeah. this is a, so i'm oh. having the raspberry right now
1: that one's strawberry
2: strawberry yes strawberry
1: yeah so i that. should
2: know that i love strawberries um and this no. delicious no i'm no, keeping no. this one all to myself so. no you can have it I want <laughs> but you
1: see that one's very different from the chocolate
2: oh yeah absolutely so that one's more creamy with the coconut
1: yeah and that one this is more
2: berry yeah very fruit forward if i may use a wine term
1: <laughs> that one's pineapple and passion fruit that one's super tropical and slightly tart so it's mostly i love tart pineapple with a hint of um passion fruit and um what we try and do mm. when, when we mix the flavors we try and do um layering which is a culinary term for kind of try you get different flavors at different points mm-hmm. um, wow and, and so that we found that you key, do yeah we found the key to that is never do anything 50-50 a lot of people have um, tasted that one and be like oh that tastes like mango um, because it's quite sharp from the passion fruit I love passion fruit though mm.
0: I love everything that's happening in my mouth right
1: <laughs> now <laughs> and it's just it's just fruit and natural fruit sugars and that's it oh my god they're all how do you
2: get these so smooth yeah
1: it's all about we make it fresh every day you're gonna make me
2: cross to the west side just to find you guys when (laughs) you're opening one over here you know about the 405 can
0: you get your stuff into ralph's
1: (laughs) yeah we wished
0: (laughs) please it's down the street (laughs) one day one day (laughs) yeah one day hopefully
1: fingers crossed
0: and so why why did you want to create something with no dairy that's vegan that's healthy what was what's the motivation why not just create what everyone
1: else is doing yeah that's a really good question and um it was all came down to the fact that we had a really bad sweet tooth and we we loved frozen desserts but we didn't like what was in them and it was just something we always wanted we kind of look at the back of stuff and there's so many ingredients and there's so much dairy and there's so much sugar and you eat it and you don't feel good afterwards you
0: never feel good afterwards like the
1: first few scoops like yeah this is great i've kind of got my craving out Mm -hmm. of the way but then afterwards it's just like oh yeah
2: these are so smooth yeah so creamy i was not expecting that
1: and it's because it really and, wasn't and this is a problem because when a lot of people find us they they just think sorbet straight away and you think that kind of more icy texture no
2: no and, and that's so all creamy.
1: and that's all from adding all that water and all that sugar and anything like that and if you if you take that out and you just let the fruit do all the work like all the fruit like we the only thing we take out are the seeds because raspberries have so many seeds you mm. just like you wouldn't believe it and the same with strawberries. so we just take out the seeds and that's it. But all the pulp, all the skins, and everything else go all in there. Um, and so you get air, you get all of the fiber and everything else, and that helps. I'm not giving this one to you. <laughs>
2: Sorry. <laughs> no. Mine. And <laughs> well, then I'm going to finish the chocolate cacao one without
1: huh. you. And like now the chocolate up. and strawberry is very popular together, or chocolate and raspberry is very popular.
0: I want to put them together in yeah. one spoonful and try them. If you're listening or watching the Facebook Live, so you have to go down to Santa Monica and try this yourself. But Michael, tell us if someone doesn't live in LA and they don't have access to this, how can they make something healthy at home that's good for them and gonna feed their sweet tooth?
1: The best way is, and it's getting really popular now, is your nice cream, so bananas. Bananas are a great way to do it. Um, you can get frozen bananas, really simple. You stick them in a blender and you can mix them up with some berries or some strawberries and they give that really kind of nice smooth texture kind of straight away um that's kind of the best way to do it we try to not use bananas in the store um because we kind of feel like um lots of people can do that in their home now as well
0: and you know that's so interesting because every time i get a smoothie at these smoothie bars all i taste is the banana at the not at the ones that aren't as good and i'm just like well i can make this at home i need something special when i go out
1: also i find every time we've tried to do something with bananas banana tends to sabotage everything and the it's flavor. pretty powerful yeah mm-hmm. yeah you just we we tried to do um a bana- originally it was going to be banana and raspberry or banana and strawberry and every no matter how much strawberry you added or how much banana you took out it still ended up tasting just the banana right and so we kind of feel like there's not that special but it's great if you're at home and you want to just as a base put it in you can use some agave nectar or something like that to sweeten it because it's freely available or dates um personally I use dates I try to avoid agave because in large amounts
0: we're just switching off here <laughs> this is my favorite
1: the raspberry and orange yep um, I mean they're all delicious but
0: my favorite are raspberry and orange and the chocolate
1: yeah that's a really good combo because they're both quite strong flavors so you, when you have them together you still kind of get the profile yes. of protein mm-hmm. yeah. so good it's
0: really good and so tell us a little bit about your journey which I know we started talking about earlier but you came all the way from London to beautiful Santa Monica, California, you quit your corporate jobs that you guys were probably doing all right as attorneys, as lawyers. And so what made you make that leap? Like, what was it that was like, I've got to make a change? And did you know you would be successful? Were you scared?
1: Not a clue. (laughs) 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 Looking back, I feel like we were, it was just, I don't know, I don't know how we even got this far. We were just, it was just crazy time of our lives. Passion. Yeah, and it was kind of like, I had a lot of friends further on in law and it's it's one of these professions where i see that it sucks you in and once you get the further you go along and the more you start earning it's harder to to jump back down from that lifestyle and so we were like if we're gonna do this we got to do it now um and so we quit we just gave our notices we quit we got married and then we just started from scratch and we were like well i've never even been to america before in my life
2: that's an even <laughs> more amazing fact yeah. factor of the story yeah, is that I mean, you guys also <laughs> changed countries and you'd never been here.
1: Yeah, I've never been to the states. Victoria had been to New York and like Los why, didn't wanna, once. why didn't you
2: want? Why didn't you want to stay in England? Well,
1: we kind of we when we came up with the idea, the first thing that went off in our head was like, wouldn't this be great in LA? And that was li- like, I'm not just saying that. This is great. This would work great in LA.
0: Divine uh, inspiration. Yeah,
1: it was where Pinkberry started. This is where like frozen desserts kind of really have a hub. People are much oh, more health okay. conscious. Yeah, and the weather's yeah. less seasonal. But we were like we don't even know how to make it we don't know if it would work
0: we didn't <laughs> yeah, have a clue what to do. yeah so
1: we started making it in our in our apartment in our kitchen and we started giving it to friends and family and then from there we started kind of giving it to delis kind of near where we live and be like would you like to buy this you know what do you think what do we have to do and then the packaging kind of got developed and then eventually we bought this um very small well we rented this very small about the size of this room production unit in a place called Hemel Hempstead outside of london and we turned that into a mini factory and we started making it and we started selling it just to like small stores and supermarkets just to see if we could make it.
2: What was the response like from the, from the owners? Yeah, you
1: know, it was great. It was, um, you know, apart from in the winter when it was like awful, cause it was so cold. But right. the summer we, it, we couldn't keep up. But again, it got to a point where we started speaking to like supermarkets and things like that. And it was like, that was never the dream. The dream was to come to LA. Mm-hmm. And we kind of said to ourselves, we either continue this route we're doing or we pack up and we go to la and by that point we owned our own house and um, like we were living in canterbury just outside of london we just bought a house that we just owned by ourselves and you know this la idea kept on coming back kept on coming back and we were like well let's look into it so we started speaking to a, an immigration attorney started looking into it and it just kind of started snowballing and slowly progressing mm-hmm. and then it got to about this is we we started this in 2012 so and this is about 2014 we were at this point we were talking about la and so it got to that point and we were like well it's now or never and so we, we we closed what we were doing we we messaged everyone that we were supplying said sorry we're not supplying you anymore <laughs> <laughs> you're done that's it and and then we we basically started a slow process of applying for our visa which was possibly the scariest thing of my life and basically selling everything we owned which involved going to like boot sales at four in the morning and selling our furniture and vacuums to people oh for like gosh. pounds you know the funny thing is we decided to do it the hard way which was we had to come over to the states and we had basically three months to find a lease in a store yeah to open, wow! Before they would give us the visa, and
0: that's not easy here.
1: Yeah, and, and neither of us has really been here. Victoria had been here once, and we just had three months. We missed this three months window. We wouldn't be allowed back in the country for another year, wow. and and we wouldn't get our, <laughs> we wouldn't get our visa until we had the lease because they want to see that you're actually going to open the store. And we were just we came, we were Airbnb with some people and we were just frantically going around all of LA trying to find the lease. And we came across our store on Montana Avenue straight away and but we were like mm, it's a bit small, not so sure and so didn't want to write off other things, so we just kept on looking and looking and then literally kind of the last couple of weeks we were here, that we kept on coming back to that store.
0: Montana well, Avenue, by the way, is a perfect location yes. it's heavily traffic. i used to live
2: on there yeah. i used to live at montana and 19th and there used to be a joke when i was and that was over 12 years ago yeah there was a joke that you couldn't walk down montana unless you had a baby a dog or a yoga mat <laughs>
0: so <laughs> so your ice cream belongs still kind of true yeah.
1: that's, a good, that's a good summation yeah
0: yeah, yeah.
1: Um, and then so we just came back to it and we didn't, we started negotiating and then we had to leave the country because we could, weren't allowed to stay any longer. And then we signed the lease finally back in the UK in August of 2015. And when we signed it, with our, our contractor rang us and said the building's burnt down. What? Yeah. What? Yeah. We literally just signed the ink and it was like the building's burnt down. And, dun, dun, dun. <laughs> yeah, and <laughs> oh I God. was literally pulling out my hair and then- la-
2: Wait, you went back after you sold your vacuum, a and house, all your a stuff. Bit, yeah. And how long were you back for?
1: We were staying with parents. We were there for um, like a month or so. And then we could come back again because we had this lease, so they would let us back in. Okay,
2: so, and building burned down.
1: And the building burned down, but luckily and unluckily, it it was the building next door to us. It wasn't our building.
0: Oh, wow. Yeah,
1: so fortunate, but unfortunate at the same time. And so we were allowed back in for another three months and then basically we had to get the store three months, pretty much ready to then go back to London and apply for our visa which our lawyer was like it would be you know 10 minute informal conversation we had a business plan about that thick you know financials and everything like that and we got there and about six in the morning you queue up on a rainy day in London to get into the embassy and this woman just didn't like us for whatever reason (gasps) oh no yeah and she just um it wasn't questioning us about our business plan or our business it was more like our age like why how have you done this you look really young and so and so forth and we weren't young we know we're both in our 30s and then, anyway, then they send you away, and then you pay, and then you come back, and it's like you got your visa. But literally, it was like the most nerve-wracking ten minutes of my life. Oh. You know, I was literally shaking as I was like at that boot. And yeah, so then we came over. Then there was lots of delays to get the store finally opened. And then by July twenty sixteen, that we opened. So very kind of roundabout kind of way of, of so doing it. So a
0: year, yeah, yeah, like you said earlier. And we
1: started it in twenty twelve, and we didn't you know, get to the states until twenty
0: sixteen. Wow! Wow! Yeah entrepreneurship man takes a long time to get where you're gonna be yeah
1: I don't know I don't know how we lasted that long to be honest
0: <laughs> <laughs> and con- so congratulations and so how does the store do are people just lining up
1: yeah like um, the feedback from the store is amazing like everyone who tries it uh, loves it it's just you know we're in a little hidden spot so it was, most of it's kind of like letting people know because the biggest struggle I think people like I don't understand what it is because mm-hmm. we're not we're not ice cream. We're not froyo. We're not. You created sorbette. something
2: completely new. Yeah,
1: and there's no name for it. That's the bit we really struggle. What do we call it? Frozen fruit. If you say someone, "I've opened a gourmet ice cream store," you know straight away. Yeah, I know what that is. Or I opened a froyo store. Yeah, I know what that is. But we opened up a store where we make frozen dessert made just from fruit and natural fruit sugar. Well, sugars.
0: it's better than froyo and all those other things. Like this creamy deliciousness is better than ice cream. Mm-hmm. It's so. Uh it melts in your mouth it's refreshing and light yeah yeah, tasty he's not but, like, paying us commercial. to say this <laughs> we are yeah. not affiliates you are not sponsoring the podcast this is our honest to god true yep delicious. Oh my god.
1: and all our toppings are vegan as well we were kind of like really resistant with toppings to begin with and we tried to really do you help see how i that. have
0: three empty cups in the <laughs> i'm working on this baby <laughs>
1: Um, So yeah we try and do like um, all vegan kind of toppings as well so you know we weren't like originally we weren't gonna have sprinkles and things like that but so many people wanted sprinkles we kind of like just submitted it and so fine we have them now but we're all about the soft serve it's all about keeping it pure neat and just kind of letting all the fruit do all the hard work Mm. that's really the key for us.
0: All right, well, we're fans, so everyone watching on Facebook Live, thank you so much for tuning in. Michael, give a shout-out to your website. Give a shout-out to your location. One more time. And his wife and his baby. Yeah. Yeah, and congratulations. (laughs) Hello,
1: Victoria, baby Esmeralda. (laughs)
0: Hi, Victoria.
1: (laughs) You can find us at frozenfruitco.com or on Instagram at frozenfruitco, all one word, and you can find us at 79 Montana Avenue, Santa Monica, between Lincoln and 7th.
2: So Michael are you in Victoria plant-based is that why you started the frozen fruit co the way you did
1: we actually so we try and be as plant-based as possible and actually ironically we kind of got to that point because of starting the business because when we when we started it we weren't plant-based I have to admit I didn't know much about you know nutrition or anything like that but it was kind of doing this and the more you learn about it and the more you realize and the more you read about it. And it just kind of naturally flowed for us to become once more and more kind of want to move towards kind of a plant-based diet. Mm -hmm. To understand what we do, you really have to understand sugars and, you know, your carbs and things like that to get the recipes right. And then you start kind of learning about it and it just, you realize how important it is. And that's kind of reverse kind of the product made us kind of go towards being plant-based rather than it wasn't born out of a plant-based. It wasn't
2: from like knowledge into action, it was from your actions, it went backwards to the knowledge. Yeah, exactly.
1: Um, Which may be a bit of a funny way about it, but, you know, I'm glad it happened.
0: You have a new baby. Yes. And so how are you going to raise your child with this diet? I think
1: it's important. A lot of people, I just don't think, have the knowledge or understanding or the facts about it. And I think that's the most important thing, education and letting people understand, you know, why it's important to eat more plant-based, what's the facts about it, and just kind of learning that it's about a balanced diet and you know trying to get that right as much as possible i think that's the most important thing and well, I'll try and stress to her and uh, shove some frozen fruit down okay <laughs> <laughs> Well,
0: your kid is going to be addicted to healthy fruit instead of like sugar and addictive cereals and that kind of thing. So you're going to start them out right. And that's amazing. I feel like so many people these days, the reason that we have all these sugar and dairy addictions are because that's what we grew up with. And our parents didn't know better. There's no blame here. It is what it is. But so we have to consciously remove ourselves from our addictions by slowly introducing new and better healthier foods that have similar enough taste that we can then wean ourselves off of them but it takes time and i i know it's not easy so i think the younger someone can get started god they're so lucky
1: yeah and to get started healthy this i feel like the next generation is so there's so much more resources available to yeah. them so much more information that there's so much it's so much easier for you to be able to make that choice. But she'll probably rebel and just want to eat Lucky Charms probably all day long. Probably,
0: (laughs) probably. But Susie, you didn't rebel. Susie was raised very healthy. I was raised
2: more healthfully than anyone else I knew. Yeah. Um, But I knew which friends had the the Lucky Charms and which ones had (laughs) the, you know, Fruity Pebbles. And I knew which friends had which junk. But I still, what I think was so important is that my parents explained why we do what we do. And didn't say, you don't ever eat it. They just said, you know, they got us junk cereal once a year at Halloween. Yeah. You know? <laughs> um, I remember once um, my mom offered us, my friend and I, ice cream. And I said, no, I'm going to have a grapefruit. And my mother looked at me like, what? <laughs> and my friend was like, I love the ice cream. I'm like, no, no, I feel like a grapefruit. And that was just, I was following what my body wanted. And, like, yeah. it felt better to me. And so... The fact that I was given that option was it I mean it was stricter than my friends but it wasn't super super you know stricter I had to hide stuff you know as I got older if I had candy whatever but it still taught me to like try to listen to my body what it needs you know and this is why we eat fruits and vegetables because they're good for you yeah
1: I found a short phase where you kind of just you got a two weeks or three weeks, you've got to get it out of your system. And then after that you're kinda of like, I don't want this stuff. Uh, you know? Yeah. Like it's it's almost like a cleansing. If I had a choice between a Snickers bar or, you know, something healthy like an apple, actually I crave the apple. Like now I find it really hard to, to eat ice cream or anything like that, even though sometimes we have to do it to test, see what competitors are doing, something like that. But mm-hmm. I feel awful afterwards because my body, you do just, a spit test, yeah. Like, my, <laughs> like bit, it's wow. hard to spit out ice <laughs> cream though, it kind of
0: like absorbs That's into true. your tongue. I don't know,
1: <laughs> yeah. But you end up feeling awful afterwards because yeah. it's just like, actually, I don't really want this, it's too heavy, you know. Um, so yeah,
0: and they say it takes about 21 days to reset, and so if you are eating healthy and let's say you give up sugar or you give up something whether it's dairy or meat or something that you're like i don't think this is serving me right now for 21 days usually in most cases you stop craving it and i've even have it happen as quickly as five or six days and i remember i went on um, a juice cleansing retreat in palm springs for the first time years ago probably like six years ago and i got back And um, when you come off of the cleanse, it's it's all juicing the whole time and taking vitamins and supplements. And you get back and you do three days of just eating raw plants. And then you can eat again. And so to celebrate that I was back, my hubby, he was my boyfriend at the time and my husband now, took me out to one of our favorite Thai restaurants. And look, not that Thai food is super healthy or super bad, but I would just get veggies and curry. It's not that bad, you would think. I couldn't even take the food because it was so overflavored. It was so salty, I couldn't even, my taste buds were like, ew, how did you used to love this food? And that was only after five or six days. So we really can create phenomenal change, change our cravings in a very short amount of time. Now, of course, there's the psychological part of it as well. And that probably takes a little bit longer. But you can change things in not a lot of time. So anyone listening, I just encourage you, like, you can do this at home. If you're in L.A., you can go to Santa Monica and go to Michael and Victoria's store. And you can change your taste buds because this is delicious. I am going
2: to demand that you guys open a location over here. Yes, Hollywood. Hollywood, West Hollywood, Hollywood.
0: please.
1: It was between Santa Monica or West Hollywood. No, I
0: think you made the perfect choice yeah. to start yeah because it's so hot i mean it's hot here too but it's like people are walking off the beach over there and they just want to come get something cool people are going to brunch and they want something sweet afterwards i think it's a great location you like to talk about thinking outside of the box and going against the grain
1: yeah i kind of i feel like uh if if our kind of story was to be penned, it kind of be like going against the grain
2: you guys took a lot of risks i mean i love
1: your story yeah i i I wouldn't. I wouldn't consider us like risk people, but
2: no. You were lawyers. You had that kind of safety. What what the world considers kind of a safe job.
1: A lot of my friends were. There's kind of two people like that. Uh, all of my friends, the people kind of stayed being lawyers, and they kind of commit to it. And then the other people just like me have a midlife crisis. Like that's it. I can't do this anymore. But not even do the it. quarter life crisis. Yeah. And no. Yeah. Exactly. It's a. It's a. You You're twenty. I was twenty six. Quarter life crisis. Yeah. And I uh,
0: told my dad I had a quarter life prizes and he laughed in my face i'm sure he did and then i know it's a real thing now because everyone i know had one too just side notes. no it is so.
1: it, it's a hundred and like you, a lot of my friends they move into other professions but it's the it's the salary. it's kind of it, they need the salary to kind of survive uh-huh. and um I, I think the only difference between us and my friends was that we were kind of willing to kind of suck that up and kind of like you know just take that risk take a
0: risk yeah
1: um but um i, I <laughs> I wouldn't say, I, I wouldn't say like, you know, we're we're crazy people, you know, we're not going to go bungee jumping or jump, you know, crazy things like that.
2: <laughs> you don't seem crazy. You're not risk takers no, by nature. we're pretty
1: simple. I think we're just, <laughs> I just, uh, it's all about, I think once we come up with an idea, we kind of, st- we, we commit to it.
2: Well, that's the difference between adrenaline junkies, the people that want to like go yeah. tr- skydiving, jump off a cliff, looking, chasing that versus people that know they want to work for themselves. A, this is what Alison and I are and you are and they want to create something new. Don't want to live, they want to live in the box. They want to think outside the box.
1: Also, we hate being told what to do. It's, <laughs> it's, <laughs> if someone it, We both hate it with a passion. If you like, if someone tells us what to do, we'll just do the opposite, just to annoy the person. Yeah. And I always say to Victoria- You're a rebel. Yeah, I always say to Victoria, like, um, I think there's something wrong with us. I think we like pain, you know, because mm-hmm. like being an entrepreneur and starting a business is just pain, you know? It
0: is. And there's such a difference, mm-hmm. I've realized, between having a boss and having a client. So, you know, people that need your services, need your ice cream, need Susie's voiceover work, what have you, are your clients. And they treat you with so much more respect as a business owner than you are respected when you have a boss. And, and I'm generalizing. I realize some people have wonderful bosses. Um, but for me, that was the difference because I was you know i I never even had a full-time job but in my part-time jobs i was working at the news there were so many times where i was just disrespected i was a pa on set totally disrespected when you're a business owner no matter what you're respected and that's important to me
1: and it's also i find there's a different pressure when i was a lawyer there was pressure like but it was a different pressure it was kind of pressure to get something done and something yeah. chasing you whereas now it's kind of like the only pressure you have is how much pressure you want to put on yourself I was going to say an internal pressure yeah it's like like this constant internal pressure and you can't you go home and you think about stuff and you talk about stuff and it's harder to switch off and it's a different type of pressure but I kind of feel like it's the pressure that drives you on Um, but it's very different yeah like from being in a high pressure environment but still pressurized. Well, you have I mean. to be
0: driven. Like, not everyone is cut out for this. Not everyone wants to do this, and that's totally And not fine. everybody
2: could. Can you imagine if everybody quit their jobs and everybody wanted to be... Entre- not everybody's meant to be an
0: entrepreneur. There would be chaos in the streets. There
2: would be. <laughs> <There'd> be <lots laughs> of businesses. Would have- <laughs> With no one shopping in them, because everyone's... <laughs> um, did you guys ever hit a point where you wanted to quit?
1: Um, there have been points where it was just like, this is just too much. Because we never even ran a dessert store before. We never even run a store before. So... All hell broke loose. You know, we break machines. Like, Fruit flying in the air. <laughs> well, <laughs> not far off. We like we break. because our products not designed. We use um, soft serve machines, and our products not designed for soft serve machines. You know, you're meant to use oh. you know your froyo mixes, and so sometimes we over pressurize, and we didn't really know what we we're doing. A machine breaks. The product starts spouting out, going all over the place, over customers, and things like that. And you just don't expect and you know it's just i think it i've definitely in terms of it changes you in terms of like being able to solve problems i think you start to look at stuff in a completely different way Um, and it's in a good way not in a bad way i think it's been a really kind of good experience i think
2: being a successful entrepreneur is just constantly being able to put out small fires
1: i was reading somewhere that um the best entrepreneurs are the ones and everyone has an internal problem limit and you've got to be able to set your problem limit above what every pro- any problem you can deal with so let's say the top problem is 10 you need to be able as an entrepreneur you need to be set your problem limit to 11 mm. and you know turn it to 11. all our amps let's go to 11. Ahead. yeah exactly yeah. and then no no problem phases you whereas <clears throat> if your current if your current problem limit is like two and you're dealing with five problems you're going to freak out and you won't be able to deal with it so a lot of it is mindset and kind of just dealing I I find it a lot of it is just kind of dealing with your own brain and kind of putting it into check Mm. Uh, yeah that's the hardest bit
2: prioritizing yeah
1: Yeah. and so I I find that really insightful so that's what I try and do but I don't know if I'm at 11 yet
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah and a lot of things that I'm always reading and hearing from super successful entrepreneurs and people who have built businesses from the ground up and become successful is that Um, you learn as you go, you figure it out, and then you hire people smarter than you to do the things that you can't do or you don't want to do. And that's kind of the secret to success is that you don't have to know how to do everything. You have to know a little bit about everything, hire people smarter than you, and then you can't fail. But the problem is a lot of people try to do everything and therefore no one can do everything. I can't do this without Susie, my co-host, or without Roxy, my producer and editor, or without my other editor, Christina, or without my show notes writer, Mel, or without my Instagram poster, Mora, or my social media coach, Tara. Like, I have a team. And if I did it all myself, I would probably... You try sometimes. I, well, I've tried.
1: <laughs> I, I think that's, like, the net on the head, 100%. Yeah. Um, it's... It's, and the hard bit is when you're starting and you haven't got that network yet and you have to do everything yourself and then it can get a bit overwhelming, especially kind of when you're trying to work out with five, I've got enough funding to have someone else. Can I get someone else in to help me and things like that? That's the hardest bit. So it's always just getting, I feel like getting over that first hurdle. So what are you
0: doing next?
1: Uh, we Ideally, we want to be able to open another store. Uh, the plan is hopefully to be able to do one by the end of 2018. Um, it takes about a year to open a store, finding it, getting your permits, mm-hmm. building it. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's the plan, we want to be able to do another one and then maybe another few in the LA area and then kind of just see where it goes from and there. And then take over America.
0: <laughs> 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 well, like, I'm go gonna- Go to Ohio where you're really from <laughs> and then New York, cause they need this here Yeah, there. totally. I'm gonna encourage you to come to West Hollywood because they just opened Coco Bella in Hollywood, and it's not the same because it's not fruit-based, but it's a vegan ice cream. So I feel like it would still be our competition. So mm. also selfishly, because I live in West Hollywood, so I need it here.
1: West Hollywood is, is prime on the spot for us next. We just don't know where. That's the hardest bit finding mm-hmm. finding the spots yeah. and kind of well getting the cash together to do the next door. That's yes. the, that's the hard bit. Yes.
0: And Michael, what tips do you have for all the male entrepreneurs out there in this wellness field?
1: So um, I run a business with my wife, which is, that was a very big decision for both of us. And honestly, we spend pretty much all our time together. Apart from when the baby's been born the last two weeks, we were pretty much, any time we spent apart was shower time, really. (laughs) And it's intense. Which you
0: could also spend together. (laughs) But then that would be too much. (laughs)
1: you need that break <laughs>
0: that's your space that's where you get your space <laughs> yeah.
1: when I was starting out a lot of my friends and family were actually like should you be starting a business with your wife or you know your partner you know is it a good idea spending all that time together a lot of people wanted to separate those two lives together yeah. and um, I actually think it's it depends on your situation you, I feel like you've got to be able to work with your spouse if you can spend a lot of time with them then do it I, I find Victoria brings stuff to the tables that's completely different from what I bring to the table mm-hmm. and we bring different insights and you know it we do argue a lot about stuff you disagree on a lot of things yeah. um which sometimes make it hard but the key is um just learn to forgive really quickly you know because it's her business just as much as my business mm-hmm. and so you've got to disagree on stuff it's good but you know if you argue and you just move on quickly and i think that's one of our why we work so well together we're not scared to say what you're talking about you mug you know like and you gotta but you gotta move on quickly from it and you gotta repair that relationship quickly and we do that and it works really well for us likewise if it doesn't work for you and you like that separate time don't force the person to work with you I think it, it all depends on the relationship yeah and the other one I find is kind of like um I think kind of as a male entrepreneur there's kind of this stigma of kind of you've got to be full on kind of pants and suit hardcore guy you know that's in a Ferrari doing all this other stuff and whereas actually I think being a more kind of emotional aware kind of male entrepreneur is what people are more looking for Mm -hmm. and being able to connect with your target market especially in more health conscious products which increasingly there is I think a male presence but most of it's a female present market so and people don't want the hard sell anymore it's more about value value relationships and building a presence with people and connecting with people especially socially and everything like that mm-hmm. so being able to actually really be in touch with yourself and know what you want and getting your message across so it reads right I think that's really important getting rid of this kind of hardcore stigma about yeah, I like I'm an entrepreneur you know making ten thousand dollars a day um which I don't think I didn't get it to be an entrepreneur to make ten thousand dollars a day mm. I mean it'd be nice 20 yeah 20 <laughs> <laughs> but for me it's it's like you know and being an entrepreneur is about solving a problem for like for a profit okay that's part of the business but it's about problem solving and adding that and i think the best businesses are the ones where you focus on value and not and not money um, it's
2: tough though i was having this discussion with a cousin of mine and uh, who has this kind of idea that all businessmen are kind of going for the money and if you don't take care of your money and don't make good money then the business and its values go out of business so it's this kind of balancing a balancing act of like y- y- it does have to be profitable there is won't be there any that long to create the value
1: yeah and it's it's a really hard struggle because you gotta you gotta look at your financials you gotta look at your profit and loss every day and you know it will make time for it but again i feel the best companies are the ones that you focus on what your product is yeah. and you focus on getting your message out about that and while you're doing it and really connecting with your customer base because you can do that now. When I was like twenty, even when I was twenty, like at university, there wasn't that you couldn't really connect with your audience. But now it's so easy to connect with them and interact with them and build a presence. And people like honesty, you know, yeah. and you know, tell them about your entrepreneurial journey. Tell them why you're doing this and connect with them. I think that's that's the kind of sometimes I think a bit harder.
0: I hear you. Mm-hmm. All right, Michael, we really appreciate hearing your story, tasting all of this Delicious, what should I call it? Frozen fruits? Yeah. And I want to call it sauce serve because it tastes like sauce serve, but I know it's not sauce serve. So I'll just compare it to sauce serve. And it's delicious. Come it's, back anytime. Yeah.
2: Oh,
1: thank you very much. <laughs> and bring <laughs> your delicious <laughs> treats. And bring a machine next time. <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah, and just keep pumping it out. Yeah, we'll have to come visit your store. Congratulations to your wife, Victoria. And congratulations on your new baby. And please remind everyone where they can find you online, stalk you on Instagram, come to your store, all that good stuff.
1: Yeah, so we are Frozen Fruit Co. And you can find us on Montana Avenue at 729 Montana Avenue, Suite 2. And between Lincoln and 7th or online at frozenfruitco.com or on Instagram or Facebook at Frozen Fruit Co.
0: Perfect. Thank you so much. Thank you, Michael. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks for listening to our interview with Michael. And we wish him and his wife, Victoria, well. They just had their new baby. We're so excited for them. And the frozen fruit, Susie, was it to die for? Look, um, I kind of don't know
2: how I feel about Facebook Live right now because you had an over-the-shoulder view of me polishing off Three different flavors, and I am headed to Montana Avenue
0: where I used to live. Yeah. To visit their store and say hello because it was really, really fantastic. It was so good. I'm so happy I discovered them. I'm so happy they actually reached out to us. And so it's kind of rare now that we say yes, but we said yes because they had a good pitch, and now we got to taste their ice cream and we know they're legit. They really took high risks in their life to
2: develop their company.
0: They worked harder than we ever had to work because we didn't have to move to another country, get a visa, keep coming back, deal with the fire. That I is mean, true. They're pretty impressive. They're pretty amazing. We are so grateful to have them. Check them out on Montana Avenue and if you are an entrepreneur and you want some coaching, you wanna take your wellness business to the next level, we have an opportunity for you. We talked about it in the beginning and we're actually gonna talk about it even more on our bonus Friday episode. But if you just can't wait, you can check out foodhealsnation.com Whitney and learn all about Whitney Lauritsen, the Eco Vegan Gals Creative Wealth Course geared towards entrepreneurs just like you who wanna up-level their business monetize their business, and market their business. So if you want to make money doing what you love, this course is for you. Over two weeks, you'll receive the skills, the tools, the tips to help you break through financial blocks, get clear on your goals, and grow your audience, and find the revenue generation strategies that work best for you and your brand. And we told you about the bonuses, so you know what those are. I'll quickly go over them. You're going to get three months access to the Food Heals VIP Club. What, what? With never before heard podcast episodes. You're also going to get Susie's manifestation meditations. That's me. Thank you, Susie. And so we want to help you grow your wellness brand. Whitney is the person that helped me grow my wellness brand when I was just starting out with Food Heals. So I'm super grateful to her. I know that she does great work. And if you're interested, go to foodhealsnation.com slash Whitney. See you next time, Food Heals Nation. (laughs) Bye-bye.